Hello everyone, this is JPL, and today I'm joined with... Christopher! Yes, and we are a podcast name in brackets. brackets. Anyway, how are you doing today, Christopher? Not too bad. What about you? I'm doing fine. It's been it's been a couple past weeks, and just a lot of stuff to, that we've done and watched, and I guess news or whatever mm-hmm. here and there. Um, so, yeah, let me scroll back and see <laughs> what we have going on. So, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't so, I tell you what? I don't know. So we have a post here about Bruce Campbell, about playing the same Spider-Man character. Yeah, that that's interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's cool, because you, you told me about that. And the fact that they're discussing it, that's kind of cool. Yeah, they might be doing the, a different character than what the theory was or what the original plan was, but right. at Still least they're, cool they're, they're addressing that, so maybe that's some fun. Um, you were looking into some subscription service that you accidentally... Oh, okay, so here's the thing. So on, yeah. on my... Um, in my Discord server that no one has posted in, which is fine because I'm, you know, nothing's going on. Right. Um, but basically, I have a separate channel for myself, and I just put stuff in there, kind of like okay. reminders, yeah, for myself. And unfortunately, uh, whatever window that was advertising, I missed because I saw it at work. And when I go home from work, I I'm just like. I'm done, you know? Yeah. But, so, I, somehow, I just opened Discord and started popping things in there because I thought it was my, you know, little uh-huh. section in my Discord server, and I didn't realize it was you. So, I was, I accidentally sent you a few things, which I'm, they're, I, I guess I'm just surprised I didn't notice it was the wrong place. Um, it was, that was just like, oh dang! <laughs> when you said nice, I'm like, nice what? I, and I looked like, oh, whoops. <laughs> That's yeah. Awesome. So this is a, uh, I guess a what a Korean or Asian streaming Asian. service? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of cool. So I mean, I've I used it to watch a few things. I don't necessarily. I don't know if it's up your alley uh, in terms of time right now or. Content. Uh, there's a variety of things. I don't have necessarily like the list of recommendations for you. I mean, I, I I looked into it when you sent it to me. It's like, what's uh-huh. this? Like, why did you send this to me? So I looked into it and it's like, ah, okay, cool, I guess. But I didn't find anything that interested me. So yeah, um, I bet like now I did like they had like a week trial that mm, I yeah. used. Um, so I bet there would be enough interesting things. If I could find them, you know, but I uh, just off the bat, like I don't necessarily have a long enough list. Um, just a week trial for you, in my opinion. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So, spectacular Spider-Man left Disney Plus, and it's once again without a streaming service, which 
it, it frustrates me. It wasn't uh, even there for that long. Well, what's interesting I was seeing is that there was a handful of Spider-Man content worldwide uh, that left Disney Plus. Uh, like I think like the UK lost the Amazing Spider-Man, for example. Okay. Um, so apparently there's still there's some contractual hangups or you know contractual crap you know as really I, mean, I know the spider-man stuff. films have just been going around like netflix and disney mm, plus or, yeah stars yeah. stars i don't know anything about stars neither do i yeah and then i'll talk about that later also uh, it's weird to think how that like like I feel like the two streaming services that nobody talks about, but there's some content on there is like AMC Plus and Stars. You know what I mean? And those are never in the conversation. Well, you know I, mean? I've like had subscriptions to those two in the past, and like they don't have anything that really interests me that much. Well, AMC has like new Walking Dead stuff, but like I don't really care. Well, currently AMC Plus has uh, the Prestige. Okay. Because uh, that was something I was looking into. I'm like, oh, that has to be on Max. Wait, no, it's on AMC Plus. Like, that's wild, you know. Yeah, it was also on something else. I mean, and the proceeds will move around. And then I uh, feel like Stars is like the dumping ground of like movies that you really want to see, but they're on Stars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to see those movies. Oh, it's on Stars. I don't want to pay for it. So yeah. You can get like that one week free trial, like on yeah. Hulu. You get that thing. Well, um, speaking of Hulu, do you have Disney Plus right now? I do. Oh, but, but you don't I, have the bundle plan. I do not have the bundle. Okay, so, I, so, I'm not for, it. so for those who have the bundle plan of Hulu and Disney Plus, you can currently access Hulu content on Disney Plus, which is pretty cool. It uh, is pretty. So basically, present. So presently, it's a beta test. They say they say the full launch will be in the spring. So I don't know if this is just going to be like around for a couple weeks and then it's going to leave, um, or a month. I don't know, or if they're just going to continue adding features and but they're not ready to advertise it until like the spring. Who knows what will happen? Um, right. Presently, all the Hulu content is stuck in the Hulu tile. So on the main Disney Plus page, the Hulu stuff is not being promoted. You can okay. search for Hulu stuff. But even on the tabs with the movies and the shows and the originals, like the Hulu stuff will not appear. Okay. So, yeah, it's pretty much just stuck in its uh, tile. But I think it's cool that, like, now I could have a more unified watch list of my Disney content. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. And I'm not really looking into Hulu at the moment, so. Right, but it, it's cool to see. It is. It is cool. Yeah. Uh, so A24 has a deal with Max, where Max will get to exclusively stream their films after theaters. And I think that that's the interesting thought because, like, like A24 had an exclusive movie on like Apple TV Plus. Um, so that did not get a theatrical release, so that will stay like an Apple exclusive in theory, yeah. like thinking about this. So it's not going to be every single A24 movie, but theatrical A24 movies. Like, I mean, oh, people okay. are happy that A24 
now has like a just one home. place that you can, yeah home that you can go to yeah but like you were you were saying for max though it's like their decisions are just so counterintuitive it's like oh we remove the hbo because we want to attract families oh guess what why aren't families watching i guess we'll get rid of like a bunch of stuff um like some looney tunes stuff uh, so, so I know about last time we talked about like a bunch of Looney Tunes shorts where uh, shows were being leaving. Those were actually just some mistake that someone made. They are actually leaving. So yeah, it seems like it's just a couple Looney Tunes yeah. items, not so, all of Looney Tunes. So that makes that makes more sense. Yeah, because it, it was such a counterintuitive thing. But, but it's then, just funny that it just adds to the negative press against uh, Warner Brothers. It's funny. But yeah, now, now HBO Max is now basically just A24 Max. So, like, that's not family. That's yeah, not family. But I, I thought it was interesting because I currently have Paramount Plus with Showtime. And I think through Showtime, it has like a handful of A24 movies. So I'm wondering, so are those all just going to leave Paramount Plus now? Um, in favor for um, Max. I mean, after uh, their licenses expire, or maybe Max buys them. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Or I wonder how exclusive the deal is. Like, it are will some movies share different platforms? Like, all A twenty four movies will be on Max, but a couple due to licenses will still finish their time, like on Paramount Plus. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm curious about that. Yeah, because like on Paramount Plus, there is like a section like uh, either on the homepage or on the Par- uh, Showtime page where it's like a twenty-four movies, and I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have <laughs> uh, Deadpool quote-unquote leaks. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, he doesn't really want people to come across leaks, so he's going on with an advertising campaign to just. Photoshop stuff into those leaks. So you have like Deadpool that next to Mickey Mouse or some random <laughs> pop culture characters to hide like what's actually in the film, which I think it's funny and it's like on par with what the films are like. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone had an interesting point. Maybe that is one reason why so many super. Marvel specifically have shifted more to like CGI uh, idea so that they can be filmed inside and not get spoiled a lot. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I mean, it's also imagine, imagine if, yeah, but also like uh, imagine if like Avengers Endgame was shot on location. Yeah, that that would that movie would have been spoiled. <laughs> Yeah. Years before it released, mm-hmm. and then there are some films that utilize the fact that there will be set leaks, and so they will film in location to get set leaks. I think Joker. That's one of the big reasons why the film did well is because there's a lot of set leaks that got people interested in seeing the film. Mm. Um, all right, I put this random text thing that said two hundred plus and fifty plus. Do you want to guess what those are? No. Okay, so I have watched over 200 films this year. Okay. Which is, it might be the most amount of films I've watched. Mm-hmm. Maybe. 
And then I've watched over 50 shows and seasons. So, um, Serialized had like a little end of the year gift box. I am not like unwrapping thing to see how much stuff you watch. So, according to the thing, to the thing it says, I've watched 60 shows and four and over 1400 episodes. I also dropped one show, but we don't talk about that. What show was it? Uh, what show was it? Let me let me take a look at it real quick. Oh, it was Reacher. It was an Amazon show. Um, yeah, most of my stuff was from animation and sci-fi and action. So that was neat to look at and definitely mm-hmm. see. I'm glad they did that because I don't really think about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just some recent news of just like delays and stuff skeleton crew uh got delayed a whole year um not because of like they aren't done but like they i guess it's supposed to be like a holiday type feeling to it interesting that's like okay we've missed our holiday deadline to release this year so they're gonna push it back to like next year so it has the holiday feel to them i I guess makes sense but you know we have to wait (laughs) i don't really care about the vibe i just just want to see it Mm -hmm. and or season two might might have been pushed back to 2025 that's still up in the air Mm -hmm. but we'll see when that happens Oh, and also a bunch of Hulu stuff is coming to Netflix next year. Yeah. Like uh, Archer, but most the thing I'm more interested in is Lost. Um, finally, again, Lost is going back to Netflix, mm-hmm. which I'm happy for. I'm oh, but uh, like Lost, that's not until like June or July, which is crazy. Oh, that, to think about. no, no, that, that's fine. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, that's I'm fine. Yeah, it's coming. I'll watch it when it gets there. Maybe. We'll see. I only saw, like, the pilot. So, like, now... Because, like, I don't have... I still have... Like, my access to Hulu is with ads. So now I'm like... I could probably watch it without ads if I do want to watch it. So, it's a cool thought. But I don't know if I'll make time for it, honestly. There's just so many other things I want to watch. Yeah, so, yeah, why don't we talk about what we've watched? Who Um, goes first? uh, Let's let you go first. Okay, and honestly, I think that might be a good segue into yours. Yes. 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 Um, Okay, so when did we record last? Uh, Let me take a look at your diary. We recorded last on the 11th. Sorry, really? no, the 28th, to 27th. Say. So I talked about, like, Little Mermaid Soulmate. Cool. Yes, so, you did, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, we don't have a lot to talk about, which is nice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one outlier I will mention is that we, uh, me and my roommate watched a TV show, and I'm trying to think what TV show we were watching Prior, I feel like it was Pachinko Apple TV Plus. I we probably finished that in November, 
don't remember when. And that yeah. took a little while to finish. And actually, it, I was I watched it. I thought it was interesting. I really wanted to show it to my roommate. wasn't sure what he would think. And I wasn't, like, picking up on his vibe. So I was, okay. like, you know, just kept, like, stalling on, on watching next episodes. And when I found out he really liked it, I was like, okay, bet. Let's, let's get through it. Um, so I believe we could finish that in November. I, I doubt there was anything between that and Him of Death. So Him of Death was a show... I was on Netflix. It was uh, it was termed a Netflix original, and and guess what Netflix said? Last day to watch, December fourth. Nice. So I'm like, Ugh! why? Freaking Netflix original, and it leaves. So mm -hmm. they say Netflix original. But it's actually just a nation film that they have the rights to stream on Netflix and call it original. Yeah, that that's what I kind of figured, but also like that's just really because there's some things that like streamers will acquire but won't term as an original. You know what I mean? Netflix then, just does. <laughs> and but even we're seeing with Disney Plus with uh, the Doctor Who specials being termed as Disney Plus originals. Which is interesting. I mean, uh, yes and no. There are but, well, I mean, but that. that that's a case of what you're saying. Like, since they acquired the rights to uh, the domestic streaming, they're like, ah. Disney but Plus they're also home. putting money into the actual show itself. Are they? Yes. Interesting. So they because... they made a deal. They're helping. They financed the show. They okay. invest in it. So they have a higher budget-ish but then, so then what you're talking about in the case of my show, you're saying that Netflix didn't do that. Netflix does this all the time. Okay. Like, they will acquire the streaming rights of a show and then call it a Netflix original. Uh-huh. Because I thought there was one interesting case on Disney+. Plus. There's a Korean show called Snowdrop. And that was aired uh, in Korea domestically on TV. Mm-hmm. And that, that's how we knew of the show. And everybody was kind of like freaking out. Because uh, it starred a member of Blackpink. People were freaking out. How are we going to be able to watch this legally? And then we find out that Disney acquired the rights to it to stream. But it's labeled as a Disney Plus original. But it seemed like it was like... It didn't seem like Disney had a hand in the financing. And till like the show was done you know what i mean if they did you know what i mean maybe yeah. i had because uh, it was like i had followed you know, or seen updates about the show and there was no news about disney's involvement until the show was about to air on uh tv in korea okay so i thought that was very interesting anyways him of death the quote netflix original by the way, that's that's an interesting thing. So, Him of Death on Netflix. So, it's three episodes. So, I'm like, we can do it. We can crunch through this quickly if it's just three episodes. It's a limited, uh, you know, series. But in Korea, when it aired on TV, it was aired as six episodes, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Um, but, yeah, each of the episodes are less than an hour. Um, also, that's another interesting thing. The Snowdrop episodes... Those are like an hour and a half. So I thought that was interesting. So 
the, the I guess an episode would take like two hours on TV. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, him and Def. Uh, I. It's a. Yeah. It's well done. It's. But. It's. The. The ending is just. Ah. Uh, because I'm like. I'm like bordering like do I talk about it or not you know what i think i'm going to because you're not going to watch it right and presently well, I, it doesn't I can't like watch it. it so yeah presently no one in america can watch it i haven't done my research if it's hit some other streaming service so i'll just talk about it so him a death uh follows you know a couple yay but right. um so this happens during the time that japan was occupying korea and so the man is a little bit of a freedom fighter of sorts, but he does it through the arts. And but but his dad really hates what he does, and he's like, "No, you must run my business," because um, you know uh, you didn't really have a lot of rights as a child. <laughs> you you were meant to follow your parents in every way. So, um, but while he's doing these. Uh, the theatrical things he meets a lady who joins his troupe and she sings and they fall in love but it, it's revealed that one of the things that his father forced the man to do was to marry so the man was married but he didn't love his wife right because right. It's a forced marriage so so the man wants to you know write Art. The man loves a different woman, but you know his dad has these different expectations for him. And then the woman, the the I feel like the story more or less follows the woman, but I feel like I'm forgetting elements. Obviously, the first episode is a little happier, and the second episode is revealed his wife or something. Um, but then, like in the third episode, we see, uh, um. Uh, more like her struggles. Well, I mean, we've seen her struggles, but more like then like the public opinion starts to turn against her because she becomes a popular singer and and rumor starts flying about her. And so things are just not going well uh, for her in the public court of opinion. And then the guy, you know, he. So basically, they're kind of like in rough spots, you know? Yeah. And there have been, in fact, the the first scene of the series is takes place after the end of the show, but and and then they hint to things as things go along, but basically at the end they're like, you know what? Uh, it might just be better to die. So they jump off a boat together. Okay. And I, it, it sounds 
obviously the show presents its complexities more, right? I did sure. a horrible yeah. job at summing it up. They have some, <laughs> right. you know, interesting, they have interesting thoughts. I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying they're right. But they obviously have more of a thought process of the decisions they make, right? Mm-hmm. But just me and my roommate, because we obviously, they show at the, the first scene is basically a boat attendant, like seeing the empty room and then going to the deck and seeing the shoes th- there, you know? And he's like, you know, freaking out. Um, so we knew about that from the get-go. We just didn't know the reasoning. And then so just like seeing their reasoning and it, they're, they're just incredibly selfish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, uh, obviously, it really sucks what they're going through. But like even the man where he's like, well, to completely disown my father and, you know, run away. So, so like if I ran away... Imagine, like, the guilt he would continually feel about, you know, not being present. But he obviously doesn't want to live the life his father has for him. And so it's like, it's like that moral dilemma. So it's like, oh, so the way to avoid it is I die. But obviously, I don't want to die and leave my woman alone. Because they present these opinions at the same time. They're like, oh, we both want to die. That works out for the both of us. We can die together. You know, we don't have to leave the other sad. We both want to die. It's just so messed up and selfish and just, it's a moral conundrum. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just rough, man. And one of the worst parts is like right before the lady boards the boat, like, you know, she has an interaction with her sister and that interaction wasn't enough for the lady to like change her mind you know what i mean mm-hmm. just like how basically selfish you have to be to be like you know what i don't care how sad they're gonna be I, i'm tired of what i'm going through um and to be fair the lady uh used her uh used uh the money she was receiving she used to help fund uh, her siblings to get education in America. So she did a lot of things selflessly, but ultimately she took the selfish route in all of it with the conundrums she was facing. Um, man, yeah, that it was disturbing to say the least. It's not, you know, some violent show or anything. It's, it's the morals that are just really disturbing. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's well done. It's just rough. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, what do you think about this movie? It's, it's weird, but I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It, it. It has a certain charm to it. Yeah. To be sure. Yeah. It's quite delightful in its own yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't really... Yeah, it, it's a little hard to quantify. It's weird. It's different. If but it's, it's Wes Anderson, still, that's yeah. the best well, way to say that's my first Wes Anderson movie, basically. You know what I mean? It's a good first choice. It's a good I'd first say. choice. That's what yeah. I <laughs> assumed as well. Um, yeah, there was a co-worker had like a watch party at his home, so I'm like, well, great. Uh, this will be the motivation I need to watch it. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed it. 
Mm. Uh, four stars. Uh, okay. Then I held a watch party at work. Um, so we rewatched Special Delivery. Mm. Uh, or, sorry, I wa- rewatched. And not a lot of people showed up, but like they enjoyed it. So that was solid. Um, and then a couple nights ago, I watched How They Good Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby with my roommate, uh, starring Will Ferrell. I I like Will Ferrell, so um, that was kind of the draw for me. And then also with uh, Chris Nolan quoting it in an interview during the Oppenheimer interview circuit, kind of made me go, oh, dang, it, it, <laughs> if no one likes this movie, I probably should watch it. <laughs> um, it had been on my radar before, but I'm like, okay, that that, that was the push for me. I've, I've seen this film once, mm-hmm. like years ago, around the time it came out. Mm-hmm. But I remember so many aspects of it. Really? That's just shake and bake, man. Shake and bake. That's, I don't know, why did that stick with me? <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's like, I've been meaning to, like, take a look back at it to see if it's, like, so any good or not. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, uh, like... What I talked about last time, I watched a movie called Old Dads. That's Bill Burr's uh, first like comedy movie, as far as I understand. And you're like, okay, you got a comedian behind it. It should be a good, solid comedy movie. But I just feel like a lot of a handful of comedy movies that I've seen, like uh, Old Dads and No Hard Feelings, just don't really hit on the comedy end. And so it was kind of nice going to a 2000s comedy to be like, this feels more like it, you know, like whether it's mm-hmm. witty lines or outlandish visuals crap. Uh, like, do you remember when uh, Will Ferrell thought he was paralyzed? No. Okay. Basically, he thought he was paralyzed and he meant to prove it to people. So he stabbed himself with a knife. And, and then he realized it wasn't paralyzed <laughs> from the waist down. It was... That was the funniest bit. Was this in real life or? Talladega Nights. Uh, Oh. Yeah, as Ricky Bobby. Like, he stabbed I thought you were talking about, like, an anecdote from real life. It's like. No, my bad. How did I not hear about this? No, 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 no. (laughs) That'd be pretty ridiculous. (sighs) But, yeah, in the movie, like, he stabbed himself with a knife because he thought it was paralyzed. Okay. I'll prove it to you. And he stabs himself and he goes. (gasps) I. uh, That bit. I don't know. I was dying laughing at it. Was... Okay. Um, so on that note, my roommate likes Aquafina. Um, mm. I'm not a huge Aquafina fan. I find her voice a little annoying sometimes. I feel like she could portray a character really annoyingly. Ironically, I don't really think I've seen her in a lot of things. It's basically mostly been Shang-Chi, but I'm like, if... If, like, her character was, like, the main character, I don't know if I'd really want to see that. I could see how she could play, like, a main character and be, like, super annoying, basically. And I'm not crazy about her voice. I don't know, just a handful of elements. Like, in Crazy Rich Asians, she's in that, but she has a pretty reduced role. But she's honestly a lot of fun in that. Um, So when uh, my roommate heard about Quiz Lady, which stars Aquafina, uh, I was, like, hesitant. But she actually plays a very... Uh, mild-tempered character. Um, she's she's great in it. Um, also, she co-stars against uh, Sandra O, oh, and Sandra O oh plays the more character you'd expect Aquafina to play. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And also it has Will Ferrell in it. Will Ferrell's a more reduced role, but sure. he has a pleasant presence. He's he doesn't play comedic present uh, character. Um, I'll say, especially after watching Old Dads and No Hard Feelings, Quiz Lady was a solid comedy. It's not a great, amazing movie, right? But like for a 2023 comedy, I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? I thought yeah. it was solid for what it was trying to be. So it's enjoyable. Um, it has some funny lines it has some you know physical moments not a lot uh, that might have been a little more fun um but also this didn't really give a lot of room for it um so yeah uh, it, it's i give it three stars so it's like i enjoyed it mm-hmm. yeah basically uh, ricky bobby i gave three and a half um just, I think Ricky Bobby is a bit of better comedy, but I'm not in love with it, basically. So, yeah. So, if, if you're looking for a movie and you want a comedy and you're thinking about your 2023 list or something, Quiz Lady. Uh, it's, a, it's a decent watch. Um, and then comes uh, The so, Bridge. Yeah, let me go into my section now. That's okay. not the very next thing I watched, but I'm going to talk about it right now. Okay. Um, so that we can finish up your side. But yeah, so last time in the podcast, um, like near the end, we were talking about like potential things for 2023. We're going to be doing a top five of the year um, over with the other guys. So like that was fun. And we were just briefly thinking about what our list was. And around that time, I wasn't very confident about my list. It's, I just <laughs> I wasn't so sure. Mm-hmm. And so um, there was a new Godzilla movie that was coming out that was in theaters. So I, I said I was going to go and see. Um, I was thinking, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. You seemed It'll... a little hesitant to even see it, actually, in theaters. I, w- I mean, again, it's costing money to go to the theaters. Right. Also, it's, it's subtitles. It's not a dub. But... Um, I was thinking, it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be, like, a cool, basic Godzilla film. Um, like, I know, I've seen enough Toho original Japanese Godzilla films. It's like, yeah, I, I know what I'm in for. And then I watch it, and it's like... <sighs> my goodness. <laughs> Just, I came out of the film, and I'm like, yeah, this is probably the best of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, and probably also just one of the best Godzilla films ever made, which was so shocking. Because it's like, there's almost 40 Godzilla films out there. Oh, wow. And, like, you'd think, it's like, oh, there's not much more they can do. And then they do it in this film. And mm-hmm. it's it's shocking. It, it's so shocking how... The thing that I really gravitated towards was just the themes of the film and then just how good the human plot the human characters were to the point where I was like, man, I'm not watching this for Godzilla anymore. I'm so interested in these characters. Mm-hmm. And to the point where I do not want to see Godzilla on screen right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see what he does to these people. Um, and I just love how Godzilla, like the best versions of Godzilla's usually have Godzilla represent a theme or of something. So the original Godzilla was Godzilla was nuclear bomb. 
uh, Shin Godzilla from 2016 was Godzilla was that earthquake that happened in Japan and the tsunami that happened like a decade ago. And then in this film, it the Godzilla is a much more personal representation to our main character. And it was just, I connected it to it so much that I'm like, yeah, no, this is, this is really good. And like, my emotions were going all over the place, just like wow. being part of the film. I left the theater, I was exhausted and tired. And it was like, man, that that you know that you've watched a good film when you're exhausted from just the emotions of going through it. It's yeah, I'm excited to talk more about this when the yeah. podcast comes around. Yeah, I I'm presently like sorry to spoil my list, but like presently it is my favorite movie of the year. I personally give it four stars just because. I'm, I don't necessarily have much of a connection to Godzilla. I did not watch the sure. movie for Godzilla. I watched the movie because a lot of people like love the movie. My yeah. roommate likes seeing movies in theaters, and I needed a, a good movie for my list. <laughs> Those were like the three motivating uh, reasons. So I'm like, all right, bet, let's watch it. I think like if it released like in the middle or beginning of the year, then I probably would have waited for like a streaming or physical release then to watch it. Right, movie. yeah. Um. But because we're like coming towards the end of the year, like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna watch it. And yeah, uh, very, very solid movie. I, I feel like me and my roommate talked a bit about it, so I don't really know how to talk about it right now. I don't know what to say, but it's, it's really solid. It's really solid, even like with a really small budget of like, Reportedly, it was a fifteen million dollars. Although, well, I, you know what, the director is fighting against that claim. Yeah, which like <laughs> seems think? to imply it was much lower. Which so I will say this: I do not truly know, but I will strongly assume that because the movie came from an Asian country, um, that um, there were people who were overworked and underpaid. Um, Possibly. So I think that is one strong thing to consider. For example, this was 25, 30 years ago. Um, but when my dad uh, worked, uh, was working in Korea and he was working at this job and there was a foreigner working and my dad had asked his employer, like, who is she? And the employer said, oh, she's a part timer. And, but the odd thing my dad noticed is that she was there all the time when he was there. And what my dad found out is that she was a part-timer in pay, but she worked full-time. Hmm. And so, like, um, for me, it, it's no surprise that, like, there can be, uh, you know, I, I think I was even reading something recently as it relates to, like, Netflix funded Korean uh, stuff where, uh, you know, pay could be better. Um, and, and that's not completely like uh, what I think one reason why Netflix uh, invests so much in Korean content is because they know how to make things cheaply and they don't pay people super well. Not necessarily Netflix not paying people well, but the people producing these uh, these pieces of content, you know. So I, I find that very interesting. However, 
um, another significant thing to consider, and this is an observational theory, but I think it's a very solid observational theory. So I will talk about Korea for specifically, but it bleeds over into Japan. So like in America, we can have these blockbuster movies, you know what I mean? Garden's mm-hmm. Galaxy, $250 million, um, made over $800 million, uh, worldwide, and a lot of people think if it hits the $250 million in terms of box office, people think, you know, think that it breaks even. But no, you have to think about um, theaters take a cut. You have to think about advertising. Two significant uh, things that advertising is not part of that $250 million budget. And the theater taking a cut, like when we hear about the, the box office, like it, it's not divided. We hear how much the studio takes and how much the theaters take. Um, so the movie has to, you know, generate a lot more money than just its 250. And so, uh, Guardians 3 making 8 million, it probably broke even in the theatrical market. Um, so America, we have a lot of people in the country and our movies are popular around the world, but like Korea making a movie, all they really got is their people because how often does a Korean movie play in america heck how often does a japanese movie play in america this this weekend was an anomaly the top three two of the movies being from japan the mm-hmm. new studio ghibli movie and this godzilla movie doesn't happen often where you know we have these big international success movies you know what i mean um uh, what i think presently godzilla is the highest grossing japanese movie in america probably the new ghibli movie might overtake it but Maybe. like, that's crazy. That's the that's the highest grossing Japanese movie in America. So, so we don't have a lot of these international titles playing in America. So, who is their market? Their own country. So you can't have a big budget. So Japan, I don't know what the average budget is for a Japanese movie, but in their mind, they're thinking we're making a movie for our country. So we can't have a hundred million dollar budgeted movie, right? I think the most expensive uh, No, I'm getting that figure mixed up. Um uh, uh, yeah, I'm getting some numbers mixed up, but like if you I I bet if you look at Japan, but I've looked at Korea, but you look at many of these movies and these movies are not expensive movies. Like, they're probably no. maybe, we'll say $5 million movies, you know what I mean? And give or take, and depends on the movie. But, um, yeah, the, like, we, we throw here in America, like, I don't know, $50 million for a random movie. What, the Jennifer Lawrence No Hard Feelings was, I think, like $40 million? I think that was majorly because Jennifer Lawrence took took such a cut of the budget, um, but like you can't have a forty million dollar comedy in Korea. You know what I mean? Because right. you're not going to make back forty million dollar in the box office, uh, or more because you know advertising and box office numbers. So then, when we look at so, I saw some discourse on Twitter, people being like, "There's no way this movie was fifteen million." I'm like, okay, let's let's play this one game. Let's pretend 
that people were not paid fairly. And uh, and in theory, maybe this movie should have been more expensive in budget. So let's let's play the game and say it should have costed $30 million if people were paid fairly, considering if they were not paid fairly. So even a $30 million uh, budget, that still puts a lot of our current Hollywood movies to shame. Because there are moments specifically in the second act with the city scene where I'm like, this looks like a $50 million movie. I cannot believe this movie was, quote, $10 million. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and um, I don't know. My, my, my train of thought is starting to crisscross and I'm starting to lose it. But it's very interesting. So, like, yeah. they, they can't have a big budget. So they know how to budget. And, Plus, and, they still work with miniatures as, like, now it's, like, a dying art for us. Mm. So, like, they they know how to make, like, cheap-looking buildings that look good enough. Mm. Yeah, it just... Uh, I, I agree with what you said, that there are definitely moments when Godzilla didn't look... Um, there know, are some movement little... choices that were kind of off. Yeah, I I thought the most interesting was whenever like uh, like his face, like it just was a little too static at times. I felt sure, um, and then a little blocky in movement. But like besides that, like practically everything else looked so realistic, right? Especially like that city scene. I was so impressed by that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I, like if if you told me this was like fifty million dollars, I'd believe you. But to believe that the director is saying it's probably 10 to 13 million, I'm like, that's crazy. And even if you're to double that number, 30, 25, 20, you know what I mean? You're just like, right. Really? Yeah. That's insane. Um, and so, yeah, I was happy that I had a, a, like a good film on my list that's like, okay. Um, like, okay. Okay, I think I have like a decent list going on, but I'm still not a hundred percent on it. There's a couple choices that I wanna like get rid of or move up. And so I've been on a spree of just watching movies that came out this year. On top of that, um Doctor Who was coming out with their sixtieth anniversary, so I got Disney Plus. I've been watching those episodes. I, I also watched Werewolf by Night in the colored version. What did you think about that? So, there were there were um, a couple things that was like okay, some some things look much better in color. Like Man Thing, he looks so much better in color than mm-hmm. he did in black and white. Because in black and white, he just didn't quite seem to fit. But then the the blood effects just looked so bad. Mm. Um, because they hide the VFX in black and white, but in color, it's like so obvious that it's like okay. Um, visually, it's not memorable at all because it was more so made to be in black and white. But it was surprising to see how much color lights they had going on. Mm. It's like ah, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, I would have preferred if they did the more what they were trying to convey was the technicolor style of like okay we have this black and white film we're gonna add color to the film like after the fact but like that's an expensive and tedious process that's like oh yeah that's probably too much effort for them to do so they just Mm. utilized 
their natural footage gave it a little bit of like a adjustment in whatever and it didn't quite look the same mm-hmm. but you know it, it's still there you can watch it mm-hmm. i like the color red that popped up so much in mm-hmm. this one i feel like that was because i watched it uh for halloween and i thought that was I still have mixed feelings about them accenting the color red in the black and white because it's it feels a little strong at times. But it like it's cool. I still love the fact that it was black and white. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so going through my whole spee- uh, spree of like okay. Let me watch a bunch of films that came out in 2023 and mm-hmm. see what more I can add to my list or what could be the, the worst film of the year. So starting with like Amazon, I watched Renfield, which is the Nicolas Cage uh, mm. Dracula film. Um, I mean, it was all right. I was not mm-hmm. expecting it to be any good. It was pretty much what I expected it to be, but it was it was something mm-hmm. for sure. Nicholas Cage is Nicholas Cage, and you, you love it, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I watched Cocaine Bear. Mm-hmm. This was a, this was a double feature I did. It's like okay, well I watched like a not so great movie. I guess I'll watch another not so great movie. I guess so. I watched Cocaine Bear. Um, I don't have much to say. It's a bear that does cocaine goes <laughs> in the murderous <laughs> rampage. It's like at that point I was really tired, and I just like I. I don't want to think of a review. Mm. I don't want to put much thought into this. So it was I, funny. It made me yeah. laugh. I think it's not the worst film of the year because it's it's more coherent than Ant Man, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Mm-hmm. Like there's more of a story going on in this one mm. than Ant Man. But <laughs> whatever. Um so it's like okay, let me try and finish my the Fast and Furious films. So that I can see if any of them, the new one, does anything. So, watched Hobbs and Shaw. I watched Fast Nine. Um, you know they really should have just stopped. <laughs> like because in Fast Nine they just they go to they, space. They go to space, and it's like okay. Did you know about that, I knew about that. That was okay. in the trailer. That what? was in the trailer that they were gonna go to space. Oh my gosh! So like that was the one thing I knew. It was like, oh yeah, they go to space in this one somehow. <laughs> and then like I was like, how are they gonna make Fast X after going to space? Mm-hmm. And I they chose the right story of like okay, and all these other films, our gang seems kind of unstoppable. So in this one, like the villain's gonna be winning the entire time. It's just like, okay, you actually had a very fun villain. Mm-hmm. But like I was like, man, the stunts aren't as interesting. Like you went to space in the last one. Like, where are you gonna go? Downgrade? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they had the gall to be like, okay, we're, this is gonna be like our infinity war film. We're gonna end in the cliffhanger where everybody loses or dies, even though we know they don't. And it's, like, so poorly done. There's no plot, really, to this film. It ends, and I'm like, really? (laughs) You end here? Why? 
Like, it ends in a cliffhanger. It's like, oh no, the dam is about to break. He's about to drown. Credits. Endgame, Infinity War, at least, you know, they lost. And then it was, the last thing was just um, Thanos being happened and the others contemplating what just happened. Here, they're in the middle of an action beat. And it's like weird. It is really weird. And the next film doesn't come out until 25. So... Well, what they're what aren't they even teasing like they're being uh, in between with Dwayne Derrick Johnson or something? Maybe or maybe he's in the next one. I don't know. So wild, wild like all these films, all the Fast and Furious films have been wild to watch. They're not great story wise, but like they have <laughs> they have action. <laughs> If you like action, then you have that in action. I guess speaking of action. I went through and started watching the John Wick films. Like, I've seen business stuff here, but it's like, okay, John Wick 4 came out this year. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll finally go through and watch the series as a whole. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I've enjoyed watching them all. Like, there's not a whole lot of story in any of them. It's like, okay, basic premise action for the rest of the film which you know Mm -hmm. i liked it it's really good choreography really well Mm -hmm. done um fourth one has some issues with the mixture of story and action um but overall the quality has remained consistent throughout Mm -hmm. the film so that's good i guess then it's like okay leo this netflix (laughs) animated film it's an animated i didn't realize you watched that Adam Sandler. Um, and like I heard people were like, oh, this film is better than Wish. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's the secret good film of the year that nobody heard. That's like that was the stuff I was sharing about. And it's like, okay, I guess I'll watch it. I mean, it's not amazing. It's a sweet film. It's cute. But like it's also a musical. Like, nothing in the advertising said that it was a musical. And when they started singing, I was like, oh, no. And they were bad. Like, they could not sing at all. It was... That was, like, uh, the not-so-great parts of the film. But, like, yeah, this is a by-the-numbers sweet comedy, I guess. But I wouldn't rate it as top cinema. Um, Okay, so then I got Paramount Plus because they've been doing the the deals. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, get this amount. So I got the $4 a month ad-free, which was cool. So I got Is to it watch Showtime? Uh, I don't know. I didn't get Showtime. Okay. Or if I did, I don't remember. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, and so we have the new Ninja Turtle films. You know, I... I like Ninja Turtles. I grew up with them. So it's like, okay. The animation I knew was probably going to be good. And it was. It was good. It was very flashy. But I wasn't the biggest fan of this interpretation of the characters. And so, yeah. It was one of, it was one of those things. It's like, okay. Yeah. There's so many different versions of the characters. You'll grab onto one of them. And this mm-hmm. is just wasn't one that I gravitated towards. So it was okay. Um... And I watched the new Transformers films. Because, like, oh, yeah, 
you like I, I usually find some enjoyment with the action. Mm-hmm. I didn't really find this one that great. It was just <laughs> like, oh, the plot is like the same one of a previous film, but like watered down and boring. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the characters. I don't really care about the, the world anymore. Um, the action was kind of boring. And I was like, man, they really just need to just reboot everything. Just clean slate. Have nothing to do with Michael Bay. Redesign everything. Just change the overall feel of the films. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. Because, like, I'm so done with this. It's At this point, I don't care. Mm-hmm. The story is so convoluted. I don't know what's what anymore. Um, let me take a sip of drink. And then recently, Amazon had a film come out called Merry Little Batman, mm-hmm. which... <sighs> I didn't really care for it was it's a Christmas parody of Batman and the art style is kind of ugly kind of wild but the animation didn't really quite fit the art direction which is disappointing because like, you think like, oh this wild art direction you have some great animation it was just kind of basic and wooden um, I didn't really care for this it's very different from most other Batman and DC stuff, so yeah, I guess. And so, um, yeah, over on Binging Barbie, we are gonna be doing a little mini series on Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Mm-hmm. And so, we've watched all three films. It was they're they're not, they're not great films, but whatever and so yeah i then was like okay let me watch some more films that came out this year so i watched the new mission impossible which i thought was enjoyable and good and Mm -hmm. here's what i noticed there's a lot of part one films of this year Mm -hmm. you have spider-verse part one uh fast x part Mm -hmm. one mission impossible part one heck john wick was almost a part one i think so like everybody's doing the Infinity War thing this year, and I think Mission Impossible did it the best in terms that it told a complete story while setting mm-hmm. up the next one instead of just ending. Mm-hmm. So good on them. <laughs> and then I also again I also watched John Wick Four, which mm-hmm. I, I mentioned before. Then I was on I was on Amazon. And I just saw this. I just saw this title. It's uh, Wrongfully Accused. It's a comedy, a, 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 a parody spoof film of The Fugitive. I was like, oh, how, I haven't heard about this. I guess I'll watch it. Leslie Nielsen's in the cover. And I like him. So I watched it. I mean, it's what you expect from a parody spoof film. Just wacky nonsense. The film peaked at the very beginning because Lamb Chop was in it. I don't know if you know Lamb Chop. Do you know Lamb Chop? I've heard the name, but I don't know who he is. Lamb Chop was this puppet from this like TV show from like way back in the day. And it was like, I watched a few episodes as a kid, and it was like, ah, oh, Lamb Chop. And Lamb Chop appeared in this film at the very beginning. And I was huh. like, wait, that's Lamb Chop. What's Lamb Chop doing here? 
And so that was the my, that was my highlight of the film, Lamb Chop. <laughs> and so the last thing I the last film I watched of note recently was Dungeons and Dragons because like okay, it's on Paramount. A, well, I, I sure I also watched it on Amazon. Oh, was it on Amazon? It was on Amazon. So oh wild. I guess they're so, just trying to you know reach more of an audience. I guess. I didn't really care for it. It was fine. It was amazing, but you know, I'm still looking to watch more stuff to hopefully just have a better solid list I'm fully 100% on, so Oh yeah, I feel that so much, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh there there's a handful of movies I need to watch, but also uh, I don't know, because also like I want to watch some Christmas movies, but also like you know it, it's a strong conundrum I'm in the middle of like Christmas movies, but 2023 movies. Yeah, ah! even though we're recording in January, so like it's not really a big deal. We still have time, but it's like yeah, I, I'm just trying to get that out of the way. Yeah, but, yeah, a little bit of mental stress. My list <laughs> looks so much better now, but. Honestly, with Godzilla, I'm much happier with my list, even though it's not final. I think I just need one more good film, and then I'm uh-huh. like, okay, there. I, I think I've got it. So I feel that. We'll see. I have a couple yeah. more options left to watch, and then... Man, I, I don't know I where I can't go to the eyes. theaters anymore, so like, I won't be watching the Ghibli movie. Um... Or Wonka, or whatever else is coming out in December. But yeah, what, would Ghibli be something you do want to watch though? I'll watch it eventually. Okay. I have no idea where I put my tie. I have a yeah. tie, and I haven't worn it in so long, so I don't know where I put it. I have no clue where it is. Yeah, I see a goofy tie there, but I don't want to wear that goofy tie. Well, since I also got Paramount Plus, it's like, okay, great. I can continue watching my Star Trek show. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm probably, hopefully this year, going to be finishing that Star Trek show that I've been watching for a long time now. Is is it... It's not Picard, I guess. No, it's not Picard. It's it's the, the next generation which Picard originated from. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I've been watching that film for... For a really long time. Sorry, mm-hmm. this show. I'm finally <laughs> going to complete it. How Check many it seasons does it have? Seven seasons, 26 okay. episodes, 40 minutes long. Ooh. And then, like, I guess that means I'll start the next Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and f- continue on with my next Star Trek phase or whatever. Yeah. So. So is it $4 a month or is it $4 for the first month? It's $4 a month for three months. Okay. That's doable. Yeah, that's a good doable like length. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So mixtapes. No, I apologize. Uh can we record next week? Uh yeah. I I really apologize because I was hoping to do mixtapes as well, but uh we got a company party. Um I mean, I guess I could show up a few minutes late. You know what? I could. You know what? Yeah. I guess if we take like 10, 15 minutes, I'll show up late. I mean, it's not going to take long. 
Yeah, you're right. We're not going to take long. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to go or do I want to go first? Um, you can go first. All right. So, do you, uh, you, let's start with September of what you sent me. And do you know the names of the songs or? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a mess right now. Could you? I apologize. Okay. So, like, according to the list, okay, we have Emergency from The Branded, uh, Topper Cliff from. Sorry, what? Emer- oh, the band red. Oh, I heard oh. the branded, and I'm like, I was confused. Wrong. Sorry, that's what I said. The band okay. red. Okay. Uh, Kim Sejong, is that? Kim Sejong, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then we have sensitive from. Lucembol. Lucembol, Heavener from Invent Animate, and then either way from Ive. Um, so you also included the music video for Topper Cliff. And I did. Yes, that one was. I was like, okay, it's a, it's a, a bride or something, and then it, it, the, the music video takes a turn. It's like, okay, she pulls out a gun, mm-hmm. and then like it goes on for this whole killing spree or something. It's like, what is this? Uh huh. It's certainly entertaining. Yes. Um, I think this is. I think this is the song that I enjoyed the most of this track, of <laughs> <laughs> this mixtape as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that was certainly something. Um, yeah. Emergency in Heavener, I don't know if I really loved. Okay, actually, Heavener was one of the tracks I was really curious about uh, what you would think, because uh, there was a previous Invent Animate song from, like, March or something, Immolation of Night. And you kind of mentioned you liking the instruments on, like, so Heavener was a song I was really curious, like, oh, would he like this or not? I think I liked the beginning, or maybe I'm thinking of the next mixtape. Like, there's a bunch of them that just they start yeah, out with that. an interesting sound, and then they transition into their what they're mainly for. And it's like, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. now I've kind of lost interest in this. But sensitive, and either way, they were decent songs as well. But Topper Cliff was the one that stood out to me the most. That's yeah. For- Two reasons. One, I, I, I kind of like the sound, and the other one was, you know, wild. Yeah. And then for October... Also, so, sorry, one interesting thing about Kim Sejun. So, me and my roommate had never heard about her. And then one day, like, the music video teaser, like, appears. And it's, like, her with a gun aiming out the window. And me and my roommate are like, what is this? And we watch it, like, oh my gosh, we can't wait for this. Because we're just like, this is so left field. It's going to be yeah. great. Um... And then we watch a video of her, like, doing an interview, and she's so happy and so sweet. And we're like, wow, she's... <laughs> we did not see that coming. It was wild. Mm. Yeah. And so for October, you have songs. Uh, Legion from the Stuart's Petit Project. Stuart. <laughs> okay. It, it's what my you... dad. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh boy, um, hard not. <laughs> uh, Tala or Taya? Tala. Okay. Uh, Stereo got, from Encore. I think so. The sixth, the sixth great, great extension from Theocracy. And then off the record from Ive. Yes. Um, I think off the record was the only one I enjoyed. Okay. Um, the others, 
I didn't really care about. I think Stereo and the Six Great Extinction had good openings, but then they transitioned. It's like, oh, okay. Well. well yeah. So what was your thought about Legion? Oh, boy. I didn't really care for it. Uh-huh. So the thing is with my dad's music, uh, like I've, I've just had like production issues with most of them. Um, and so Legion was like the first song, the only song at this point mm-hmm. where like, I have issues with it, but it's not to the point where it prevents me from enjoying listening to the song. And so sure. Legion, I legitimately actually do enjoy. Um, so yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. So I, those wanting independent artists, Legion by Sir Pag Project. So, okay, yeah, and then I've they're just good, they're just so good. We love I've, sure, yeah, you love I've. <laughs> All right, your list. So, my mixtape, my final mixtape to give you was oh, it's the final one, it's the final one. I'm happy that we're at the end here. Dang. So, well, I got some more for you, I know. So <laughs> Um, this was my movie mixtape too, since you know it's like, oh yeah, we started the thing with a movie mixtape and let's end the thing with a movie mixtape. And also there was just a bunch of songs that's like, oh yeah, I like these songs and I don't have a place to put them. Let me just do another movie mixtape. So the songs are Ray's theme from The Force Awakens, Hedwig's themes from Harry Potter, uh, the main theme from Jaws, Alien vs. Predator Requiem from that film. Uh, Godzilla from the 2014 Godzilla, Frankenstein's Frankenstein's monster from X Men First Class, Shepherd and Variations from Mission Impossible Three, the Jurassic Park theme, Ministry of Magic from Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, this come Bobulate from Sherlock Holmes, The Adventures of Tintin from Tintin, Concerning Hobbits from Lord of the Rings, and Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean Two. And you notice that half, if not most, of these songs are from John Williams. Yeah, I, uh, I'm like, dang, I didn't realize John Williams did so much. I think that was a little bit of a surprise. Because I, I definitely knew he's done things, right? But I didn't realize as many as he has. Because mm. uh, obviously I just know him for Star Wars, right? Right. Uh, so, yeah, pleasant surprise there. Yeah, I often forget that he did Harry Potter. It's like, oh yeah, he did the first couple films. You forget about that. So mm-hmm. he's really good at creating themes for characters and films that just really stand out. So a couple questions. Um, I only seen X Men First Class once. When was that? So this song didn't really play for the film, but this is pretty much Magneto's theme throughout the film. Interesting. So the, this one, I believe, was played during when he was in Argentina in that bar scene. That's where this specific one played. It's okay. also one of the final act songs. That, that's the version. The final act version is the one I like, but it's not on the soundtrack. So mm-hmm. it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mission Impossible song, uh, Skiffin and Variations, I did not realize that's what it is because I've heard that everywhere and all the time and all that, you know? Right, yeah. And yeah, that's like one that you hear all the time. And if you, if you watch the film, like that's the theme from Mission Impossible. So, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I know that. So I mean, it's not actually called cool. Schriftman Variations. That's just the one that's called for this specific film. Uh-huh. So. Um, yeah. Um, oh, Ray's theme was pretty pleasant. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, that's probably the best thing that come out of the sequel trilogy was Ray's theme, specifically with John Williams. It's like, ah, oh, it's a good theme. It's really good, actually. I'm happy mm. for this one. Yeah. Um, and then when did Cornering Hobbits, was that like at the beginning of the movie, I guess? Concerning Hobbits? Yeah, I mean, it's the beginning or of the film. Concerning. When they're in Hobbiton. It's like whenever they're talking about their life in the Hobbit's land. So it's like, ah, oh, yep. That's, that's Hobbits are. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah, uh, it was... Nice listening to these. Uh, I don't. Ha- I kind of gave my standout thoughts. Um, again, I thought the the random sprinkling of John Williams and Hans Zimmer throughout was quite interesting. Like, oh dang, I didn't realize Hans Zimmer did the Sherlock Holmes or Pirates of the Caribbean, honestly. And then John Williams doing Tintin, like that was a surprise. So it was kind of cool to see like all these. Yeah. Yeah. For this one, I'm wondering if like did they. Did they lead into the next film, the next song, pretty well, or was there just some issues here and there? Um, honestly, it wasn't. I I think uh, I didn't pay as much attention as I probably could have. Um, okay. as it relates to that. Um, yeah, I apologize. Today it's a little tight. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, yeah, but like I enjoyed it overall. Okay. Cool. Well, like I had mentioned before, that was my final mixtape. And, um, yeah, the next podcast episode is going to be our last one for this. Is it going to be our last one? It's our last one of our specific series, yeah. What, uh, did we talk about that? Yes, we did. Oh, okay. Gotcha. When is that? We'll talk about it after the recording. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, Yeah. We're at the Dang, end. We're that close to Christmas? That you're really close to Christmas too. Yeah, that's exciting as well. Christmas. Gosh. Yay. But okay. yeah. With that, thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you all next time. Bye. All right, bye.